1: those things, couple of guys.
3: Andy Randy. Andy
0: Randy. Andy
1: Randy.
2: Having discussion. I be on it all night, man. I be on it all day. Straight up, pimp. If you want me, you can find me in
0: that. What are you looking at me like that for? What are you talking about? We're supposed to make eye contact.
3: It's the midday show
4: with Andy Falker and my son, my baby boy, Randy McMichael.
2: When I crack open this mic, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was the most media member thing uh, that's ever been yeah. said.
1: Randy Montez McMichael as Randy, and my firstborn son, Andrew Stephen Bunker as Andy.
0: You can't
4: say
2: Randy without saying Andy It's the Andy and Randy Midday Show. Boring answer.
1: Just make sure you don't touch
2: that dial, then we'll be cool. Touch it and use the phone. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yeah.
0: Good morning. Welcome in. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the Midday Show with Andy and Randy with you here on a happy hour Friday. Yeah. Thank you for being with us. The weekend is right around the corner, as it's some really bad weather. So be careful out there. Yeah, if you're going to be driving around today. Uh, but if you're out there drinking something, send us a picture of it at TBM929 at RandyMac81 on Twitter. We'll give you a shout out. A lot to get to over the next three hours. Good morning to you, Randy.
2: What's happening, man? All good. Yes. Yes. We're living for the weekend, and as it is supposed to get nasty today. Uh, so, yeah, if you're out there, please be safe and everything as we get ready for this big super. Wild card, super, with, wild super card wild weekend. Wild card weekend. And I thought about it last night, but I was like, I'm glad that they have, they went to seven teams because I don't think the number two seed should get a buy. Fair enough. I don't think the number two seed should, okay. should get a buy. I think if, you, if you're the one seed, you should be able to get a buy mm. and everything. And eventually they're going to go to eight and there are going to be no buys. But who knows? Or two buys or two again. Or two buys again or something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, it's going to be an interesting interesting weekend. A lot of coaching news coming out and everything and I'm like I'm with you just like Joe Patrick said yesterday. I think Raheem is I think Raheem's the guy. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Uh, yeah. But
0: y- yesterday we did a lot of talking yeah. about it and then I think <laughs> I don't know how I hadn't um come to this yet, but what? at one point you were like, "Well, who do you want?" And I was like, what? "God, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yet." Yeah. So I did a lot of thinking about that last night just about all the different candidates and you know, the thing this is just kind of me, like what I'm interested, what I'm looking yeah. for and all that kind of stuff and um, I, he he does it. He checks the boxes. Yeah. He's been on great staffs. And it doesn't even the fact that he was here is great. But that's not even really no. the thing because he wasn't good. Yeah, they weren't good, and he took over and it was okay. Mm. Like he took over that zero and five year for Dan Quinn, and I think there was some thought that year was like, "Why is he going to coach his way into this thing?" Because they're kind of you, you remember when we did that. We did. Say um, that. but it, you know we, we got to know him a little bit better throughout that process. So maybe that gives him. The almost I don't know maybe I'm a little biased towards him because I know him a little bit differently than than the like you know got a chance to talk to him a little bit and interview him a couple of times when he was in that interim role, um, but more than that is just he's young but with experience mm-hmm. he's been on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. What is even his background like? What he's, is, he's the
2: defensive back. He's a
0: defensive back mm-hmm. background, but mm-hmm. he's been on the offensive side yep. as well um he you know like we said he's been a part of some really impressive staffs he's been in he's been in la the last couple of years with mcveigh which obviously just means yeah. you get to be a head coach yep. after that yep and i just have to think like who you know- who's your go- who's your coordinators yeah,
2: I don't know. I, I mean, again, they got a
0: long like they can't hire. Maybe Lafleur, he could bring yeah, Lafleur with exactly. Him. But I mean, it's a
2: long time before. Uh, but as we said yesterday, and keep continuing, say so it, don't, it don't matter who's sitting up in that big chair in the in the big office up there. They don't get a quarterback right, which I don't know. I think you know people are enamored with this Jaden Daniels thing. Is he going to be there? At no, yeah, that's he's what I'm not. saying. So you're going to you're going to trade up because if I'm trading up to three, I might as well damn it go to one. Might as well. Yep. If I'm if I'm trading up three to get him, I might as well trade up to one. Yeah.
0: If you're giving up yep. all that yep. draft uh, yep. equity to to move, yeah.
2: Might go. Might as well, might get, as well go to one. Get the
0: best guy. Yeah. Because the thing about it,
2: this team is, or not, maybe they
0: think Jaden is the best. Maybe guy Maybe they, they do would take
2: him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you're gonna go to three, go to one. Might as well. And 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 uh and find your guy right there and just give up future picks because right now you're still you're you're a good enough football team that you get the quarterback right, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be the one of those things where he's gonna be a rookie. And you're gonna have Ron pains with a rookie quarterback. Yep. So I mean, not all quarterbacks come out as a rookie and play like C.J. Stroud has. Most don't. Most don't. And so those are the things where you're gonna have to be patient with this young man. And then that goes back to, well, do you have a bridge quarterback? And, and, and I'm like, okay, bridge quarterback, fine. Just make sure it ain't them two bombs that's on the roster right now. All right, sure, bridge, br- bridge, whatever. If I mean, because if you're not on the roster, you need to be starting anyway. You're starting week one. Yeah, but
0: I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I know we've kind of talked about this as yeah. the season was coming to a, a crashing halt. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Ritter's the backup. If Ritter's here as the backup next year, because he's under contract, he I is. Mean, two more years. He's cheap. He's played. Uh, I mean, it's not good. Right. We know what that looks like. But is is he's certainly not a starter. We, we, is he a backup? We, yeah. Maybe? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He, yes, all right. yes. Yes. He so yes, you got your backup yes, probably. Yes, yes, he is a backup. Um I mean seems like a, a good teammate, like people like him, all that kind of stuff, whatever. I mean, all these are all not unimportant attributes really as right. it, as it relates to can you win football games because all that stuff was true about him when he was losing football games exactly. and throwing interceptions. But maybe you value that as a backup. I don't know, but yeah, no, you're right. Like <laughs> drafting a quarterback if you want to move all the way up to get him, do whatever you need to do to get that right as quickly as possible, but if that's the route you take, mm-hmm. A Raheem Morris is the type of coach that you want for that path. I, yeah. Bill Belichick doesn't want a rookie quarterback. Bill
2: Belichick does not want a rookie quarterback. And Bill Belichick ain't, ain't being – I don't. Bill Belichick is interviewing teams. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. You're not calling Bill scheduling, Bill, can you come down here? No, no. Bill's Bill is is interviewing you. And we had this whole discussion. What make you
0: think Bill want to come here? Yeah. That's the interesting you know flip I mean? side of the discussion. Yeah. Of Bill Belichick doesn't want a rookie quarterback. I think we need to talk about a number of things that Bill Belichick may or may not want. (laughs) Because yesterday we talked about whether or not people want him. Right. And that's fine. Like it's up up to you to decide whether you're interested in it or not. There's arguments for it, there's argument against it, and all that kind of stuff. What's the
2: argument for? For him? I think no, my 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 biggest thing I was talking about, Bill, I think Bill's a hell of a coach. I don't I don't think he's lost how to coach. But I still think with this roster, if they had a if they had a quarterback, Arthur Smith would still be the head coach here. True. You know, they had a functional quarterback. He'd still be the
0: coach. Yeah. And if he had a quarterback in New England, he'd yeah, still be the, still coach, be the coach in New England. You that's the I mean? thing, too. I that's mean, the most important thing like, about it. They did just politely ask him to leave yes. after 24 years yes. because the last four years haven't gone well. Right. Now, maybe things run their course and that's what you have to hope. A fresh start, whatever. I don't know how fresh your start's going to be at 72. Yeah. I don't know how fresh anything really is at sure. 72. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? The like, butt grab
2: by a 70 year old woman. they fresh. <laughs> Fresh, a fresh old lady. I don't
0: know who's the oldest woman. Who's I don't know. We have I, I don't know how old she is. That, but that calcium buildup on, on on with a with a tissue grab. I was about yes. a, I was about a grab or two away from going to HR after the Christmas party. I don't know. How, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I told you. Hey, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I take it as a compliment. I told you it was an honor. <laughs> it's an honor to be sexually harassed. I told you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. But besides pinching butts, how fresh can seventy-two-year-olds really get? I don't know. But flip it. it. Okay. What is he looking for? I think he's. What? Bit, is, what do the Falcons have to offer, Bill Belichick?
2: Uh, this roster, if he gets the kay. quarterback, that's the thing about it, Bill. But like when you talked about this out there, Bill needs a quarterback, but Bill needs a quarterback with experience. That's why the Chargers is seem like it's the best place for Bill. Now the thing with the Chargers is they got some a lot of stuff they got to do because they got a big big number over the cap because they got big numbers yeah. guys. Or whatever. The Falcons
0: have already dealt with
2: that. Falcons have dealt with it, and then the Falcons are gonna have more because once the roster is cleared mm-hmm. and all those different, things, you are gonna have more money to spend, and maybe you can go out there and get you a guy because I think they got to go and try to find the the premium pass rusher on the market yep. in, in, in in the. Uh, Because you don't owe owe anybody any big money. Right. That's true. You know what I mean? You don't don't owe anybody no big money. They addressed
0: a lot of other stuff last offseason in terms of their spending. The interior, the defensive line, obviously Jesse Bates. Uh, Go get Josh Allen. Yeah.
2: Go get Brian Burns. Yeah. Go get a premier pass rusher. Yeah. This you got to pay market yes. value yes. for
0: a guy off the edge. Yes. Because yes. you haven't had that yes. guy in a long time. We've been talking about it for a decade. Yes. The, the sack numbers got better last year, but it still wasn't a strength of the defense. Right. And look, you still have the young guys. Eba yeah. Kitty will be yes. back. Uh, I like the Harrison kid. Yes. Had a nice end of the season yes. out of Ohio yes. State. Um. And and so yeah, put put a real deal edge rusher with him, and they feel good about that too. But yeah, I mean, okay. So how does that make them different than other teams? Because I think there's other stuff that Belichick's going to want
2: too. Well, tell me, like, obviously the control, control part—that's what he wants. But that's the thing. About, do you hold him accountable for what he said in his presser on Sunday? I'm I'm, I'm open for making um, adjustments. No sacrifice. Because my I don't, person asked him specifically. I think it might have been Mike Reese specifically about the control of the the picking of the players and all those different things. And Bill said. I don't think Bill's ever been asked to compromise that. I don't think – you know what I'm saying? I don't think he's ever been asked to, you know, like give up personnel control and everything like that. So, I mean, obviously, every coach wants some type of control over yeah. the roster construction. And
0: and you'll have some. And you'll have some. He just had complete. Yeah, he was the czar of, yes. the, of the organization. Yes. I mean – there's, there's never been a closer, like, look. Robert Kraft owns the team and he's in charge of things. Mm-hmm. There's never been an owner more close to in charge of things than Belichick was. Yeah, in because
2: New the thing with Bill was, Bill was such a micromanager. Maybe B- that's not true. B- Maybe
0: Parcells somewhere.
2: Parcells, but, but you know But he, I mean. he got, he got it from Parcells. Yeah. He's the same yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he was one. He's one of those guys. I'm talking about to, to the, to the littlest things of uniform to the, like that's Bill. Mm-hmm. That's Bill. Bill is that kind of micromanaging type person, and they can wear it on you. But I mean.
0: What the part of Belichick that the the wearing on you mm-hmm. part that that kind of makes me wonder about it as well is Arthur Blank has seemed to want like a specific type of relationship with someone in that role, mm-hmm. right? Like now they haven't all been the same, but they've been c- kind of similar in terms of personality until uh, until Arthur Smith is a little bit more. I don't know, gruff and grumble, I suppose. But I imagine in those meetings with Arthur Blank, he wasn't. No. It, obviously, Dan Quinn's the friendliest guy in the universe, and mm. Mike, Mike Smith is, too. Yep. And then going back further than that, yep. um, like, Belichick doesn't give one ounce of a damn about how you feel about him. Oh, yeah. Like, but he think... would he threw Robert Kraft under the bus until the end about little stuff. Yep. Like, he would needle him about their facility, and j- he, like after all the winning and all the money that he'd made and all that stuff he still he still wasn't he never never got to like friendly with any people Yeah, like, but i mean that's the thing Arthur about blank it. does not like that he, he does not fl- operate like that i think that he doesn't have to do that i think he doesn't have to well i mean it's
2: always good to have a good relationships i'm not saying he has a bad working relationship with anybody but he's about football that's what he's about, Belichick. Yes, he's about culture of football. Arthur and, Blank's about friends. Yes, I, I and and I can, which may not be great, you know. But the the biggest thing, if you're a player under him, you got to be one of the. You got to be so mentally strong. You can't be mentally fragile. He don't believe that. That I'm going to coach you different than I'm a coach No, he coaches everybody the same. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady was no better than anybody. I'm telling you this from facts from people that I know that were on him team. Oh, absolutely. Tom that, Brady, that's what ruined it. That's what, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like Tom, Brady got, Tom, to leave. Tom got to a point where Tom was like, okay, he's leave like, me alone. He's
0: like, man, i want won a lot of games, man. Yeah, leave like, me alone. No, I, re- I read a quote somebody wrote about the end of the Belichick era and Brady at the end. Brady said he was the most miserable 8-0 quarterback ever. Yeah. <laughs> because he still treated him like he was the third-string yep. long snapper. Yep.
2: Yep. <laughs> But uh, did a lot of winning treat him like that.
0: It did. <laughs> did. A lot of winning. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things. Okay, but he never changed that. But then the hope is he'll change some other stuff yeah. here. No, he's That's not changing. No, he, no, no. He's no. not changing. No, he's not, he's not changing he his changing. style and his approach. No. Now,
2: the other part about it may, he might change that part. But as far as how he coaches, no, he can change that. No. no. This no. hour's pressing, We're going uh, to be up camp. We're going to be at training camp. And they're going to have the quarterback going to have number 70 on, like he did. Yeah. <laughs> and all of those stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the music at training camp all the past handful of years. <laughs> that's not going to happen. There going to be any DJs out there if Bill Belichick's the coach. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today, and start packing. Uh, obviously, we'll be keeping an, eye, uh, keeping an eye on the college football coaching hires as well. Alabama appears close to maybe be making a hire today. Mm-hmm. We'll let you know if they do. Um, all right, we'll come back and tell you what's trending. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call Silenced.
3: trending
0: a look at the top trending headlines of the day
3: oh my god brought to you by reliable heating and air is your heating and cooling system aging reliable's got you covered for just $29.99 a month no deductibles or
2: service fees just coverage call to find out more
1: i don't think there's any good time especially when you're a coach because once you're a coach you think you're going to be a coach forever but i actually thought that uh, in hiring coaches uh, recruiting players uh, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted uh, assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and that got harder and harder for me to be honest about.
0: Yeah, that's Nick Saban (laughs) uh, yesterday talking about part of the decision to retire. Hey, man, I'm getting too old for this blank. Yeah. Yeah, But at a certain point, everyone does, no matter what their job is, get a little bit too old for it. It's amazing to have done what he did at the level that he did it at with that much energy and enthusiasm and sort of evolve as the game evolved and even still make it to this yep. this evolution of college football and make it to the college football playoff, you know, an overtime away from being in the national championship again um, yeah, at that age. But, yeah, I mean, that that's just such an awesome, honest answer, too. It man. is, man. Yeah,
2: and I just kind of – I was feeling it. I was feeling the age. I just love how he said – he was talking about, like, it was 3.55, he had the meeting at 4, and he was just sitting there with Miss Terry talking to her all the way up until like five minutes before four, he still was like weighing the pros and cons of it. But Abe, I wanted Abe to play this audio because it's the audio of him and Kirby at, after, the, yeah. uh, after the SEC championship game. Hey, we we're, were right about
1: what? I'm too <laughs> 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 No, yeah.
3: Oh,
1: a great job this year. Nobody's done as good a job as you have. This long, this to me, good. Try to enjoy it, man. Tell the Coach, appreciate all you did for me.
2: Yeah. Like that sounded like Kirby kind of knew right yeah. there. It, it did. It yeah. was one of those yeah. moments yeah.
0: throughout the year where we're like, hmm, yeah. that's a little weird. Yeah. That seems like maybe he's getting ready to call right. it quits. Right, right.
2: I just love it. But that's I mean, that's the thing about it. It's it's one of those things when you when you want to be as good as he is, if he can't go hundred miles an hour at it, yeah. he because Nick can't go fifty miles an hour nope. coaching.
0: He's not gonna be average No,
2: yeah. Uh-uh. Right. with the prep, with the recruiting, all those different things. He's not that's not how he's wired, and that's how how he's built, and that's why he's so successful. But yeah, uh, I, did you know that Reese Davis went, is an Alabama grad? Mm-hmm. So I know he had a good time calling games. All these damn championships.
0: Yeah, it's funny because <laughs> you know how like you know how sports like journalist, journalists, journalists yes. are. Yes, where they're like, well, you know, yes. I'm not biased. I yes. don't allow. Yeah, right. I'm just like, okay, yeah, right. First right. of all, I didn't know.
2: He, I didn't know he was. Second
0: that. of all, if that's true, right. like if you've somehow journalisted your way into not caring about the outcome, what a shame. Yeah, like. Don't do that to yourself. The reason you got into it is because you're a fan. Like, you know, you're not going to be like a cheerleader while you're calling the game, but you got to like, you got to let yourself enjoy it. I don't know. That always kind of, it always kind of bums me out a little bit when people say stuff like that. I'm like, no way. You enjoyed it. You didn't not care because of journalism. What? You went there. You care about that team. Like, the fanhood is more important than that, in my opinion. Um, Okay, so he's gone. He's retired. Probably college game day set next year, I would assume. Uh, and I think he'll be very good at it. Um, that leaves an opening in Tuscaloosa. Yesterday at this time, we thought it would be Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning, it will not be. No. Uh, Sark has made a similar proclamation. I didn't think it would be Sark. Right. I think Sark's in a pretty dangerous We just wait for spot. Washington
2: to send out a tweet. Because it seems like it was, it's between him and then um, Norvell. Yeah. And the thing with Norvell, all this new stuff came out with the NIL. So that seems like it's always one of those things where, see you. I don't want to deal with the NCAA. I'll see you and yeah. all those different things. Uh, and yeah, so, Florida
0: State got hit with some sanctions yeah, yesterday. Now yeah. Norvell wasn't hit, right? But the, this, a different coach and the school, yes. right? So obviously he's involved. Yeah, exactly. In it. I wonder if that changes anything from either side. Like, does that make him want to leave more? Oh, I don't know. Does that now? Because you know, getting out of the ACC, whether that means. Florida State leaving the ACC or leaving Florida State seems like something a lot of people are interested right. in. Um, if they don't does get the, that make Alabama – can they lowball him? Because he just, I, that's the thing
2: about it. I don't know. Can, if they miss on DeBoer, where do they go?
0: That's a great question. That's a great I mean? question. Like If Kalen DeBoer doesn't get announced as the next coach of Alabama today, and I saw this tweeted by a couple college football people, like then things get kind of squirrely. Yes. Kind of like Alabama – maybe struck out a yeah. couple of times.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing about it. Nick said he's going to be there. He Nick's calling the kids and everything like that. He's officially moved his off. he moved out of his office and everything. I said they're going to get him an office over the, at the stadium, but his office in the football building, he's moved out of there. Yeah. He's cleared it out and everything. But, yeah, I mean, if, if Bama doesn't get the board, where do you go? I don't know. And that's the thing about it. And then how, In-house, and, Tommy and Reese. How long are these kids going to wait? Yeah. Yeah. Because that
0: was the name. It was Norvell, it was DeBoer, and it was Tommy Reese. Yes. If that's real, I don't know. But mm-hmm. his name was on the short list. Um, why would you not take that job? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, I assume Lanning got paid every Nike dollar he wanted mm-hmm. yesterday to stay. I'm sure Sark's going to get a raise. Like, if I'm Kalen DeBoer, and I'm trying to take my fanhood out of this for a minute and mm-hmm. talk about it objectively, I want him to stay at Washington badly. Right. Um, but if I'm him, like, five years ago... I was just trying to get an offensive coordinator job mm-hmm. in big time football. Ten mm-hmm. years ago, I was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, mm-hmm. winning. But I was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You don't go from there to Alabama ever, right. unless it's on vacation. Like you don't get to be the head coach at Alabama ever in life, right? Like I don't. How do you turn that down? I don't know. If you're him, I don't
2: know. I, don't. I, I, I honestly don't know. So Sorry, you, you probably don't.
0: Well, I mean, he might. I mean, we were all... Here's how. We were all... Washington offers him like a $100 million contract. All
2: right, tell me, because, I mean,
0: Dan Lanning didn't take the job because Oregon... I assume... Now there was, the, you, I mean, suggested maybe that that's a that, that's a big boy job. Maybe I think yeah, I, that's what I think. Maybe. I
2: think because I'm like you. Why wouldn't you take it? Yeah,
0: now, Kalen, that, is- Kalen DeBoer is much older than Dan Lanning. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's in his fifties. Okay, like he's a, he's a full. I'm not to say Dan Lamb's not not a grown man, but mm-hmm. you know, like DeBoer's got grown up children. Like oh, okay. he's a, he's an adult. adult. Okay, he's not scared. You know, I don't think like. You scared of a job? It ain't
2: it ain't about the job. It's about everything that comes with the job. That is the that's a premier program. One, one of the top 2 three programs in America. Right. You know what I mean? So? that's used to win.
0: <laughs> but like you know? I don't understand. I like, just wanna
2: hear I just want to hear Larry in, in, in Troy, Alabama say his name. Oh, that's the thing. That's okay. gonna be the thing. De-boer. I don't want to know no Caleb. De Beer. De Beer. Who the <laughs> hell is De Beer? No, I know. The reaction to that hey, hire. they he, would
0: not be excited. Hey, he's a Yankee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well he came from Washington.
0: Yeah. By I don't know where he's from but, no, from, but, but
2: they, they, they he, he probably thinking Washington DC. He's a Yankee <laughs> Larry Go yeah. for swimming in the Bass Pro Shops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just
0: keep your clothes on next clothes time on you then. cannonball into the fish <laughs> tank, all right? Okay. Um, you want to hear Bill Belichick? We heard from Saban. Let's hear from Belichick.
4: You know, the fans here are amazing. You know, there's so many memories of the fans. The, the send-offs, um, the parades, the Sundays, you know, whatever the yeah, whatever Bill gets situations up. are. The letters of support. See the fans, you know, away from here, you know, at a gas station or a grocery store, or, you know, wherever you bump into them. Uh, Patriot fans here, and not just in New England, but uh, they extend nationally and even internationally uh, as I've traveled. Uh, it's amazing how far the arm reaches. We saw that this year in, in Germany. So, uh, so appreciative of the fans for all the support they've given me, uh, my family, uh, and this football team.
2: I hate their damn fans.
4: little
2: <laughs> <laughs> itself. No kidding. I hate their fans.
0: I mean, dude. They <laughs> no they, one more spoiled. No than more a, spoiled than, than a thirty-five-year-old yeah.
2: Boston sports. Dude, player. they get on my damn nerves. But I'm telling you, God, they tore our ass up one day. We were backed up at the one-yard line, and they were plucking us in the back of the damn snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> dude, somebody, somebody's more ready to fight. Like Brew, Brewski, and Big and C. Them had to like come up, come. Behind our huddle, and, like, y'all
0: stop. not even ten. I had of that commercial break, man. <laughs> they were snowballs or flying from everywhere. It was very yes. funny living there yeah. and, like, interacting with people that had only lived there. Yes. That didn't, like, interact with people all that often that weren't fans of their team. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean you don't like the Red Sox? I'm like, I mean, I hate the Red Sox. What right. do you mean? I'm right. a fan of another team. You guys are annoying. Right. How, do you, like, just listen to yourself for the next five minutes, if you can. Yeah. And imagine it was someone else. You would be irritated. Yeah, you guys are all very, very annoying yes, and they are. insulated and irritating. And yeah, I mean, they care about their team. They do a great they do. deal. They a great do. deal. And, and if you play for the team or coach a team, certainly you love it. If you've had the success at Belichick, hey, there's uh, Reverend Ike
2: Isaac Bruce on the TV. Oh. But uh, I'll tell you this: he's gonna like he's going to be in demand. But he's interviewing teams. Teams ain't interviewing Bill Belichick. Like he's gonna pick where he wants to go. That's why I said it. if he's here in Atlanta, it's because obviously. It's going to be because uh, they gave him. What he, they gave what he wanted. Yep. Now he's not going to. Huh, I think. I think. I think. And but but think about this. He wants. It. He needs a quarterback. We know this. We, we we're going to talk about it more and more. We're, we're going to mention quarterback maybe twenty more times. But they got to. I mean, can he go to an organization? And I don't, I, because coaches don't answer to GMs in no on no team on no team in the National Football League, the GM the coach is not answer to him. Can Bill play nice? Because obviously. Back in those days, he did work with uh, Pioli, and he did work with Dimitrov. They had specific roles, even though he was all the way in charge. Can he go back to that with Pioli and with Dimitrov and those guys and kind of do it a, a collectively a collective way?
0: I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know what he's looking for. All I know, I feel comfortable in saying, is that he is wanted by the decision makers here. Yeah, They want him. Yes. Does he want them? I don't know. We'll find out, but uh, – he is certainly one of the, one of the candidates. There's there's eight jobs, and he seems to me like one of the top three. That I mean, he's going to coach somewhere next yes. year. Vrabel's going to coach somewhere next year. I don't know if Pete Carroll is. Maybe I'm not sure. Right. It's, it's kind of murky what's happening up there exactly, but he's going to coach somewhere eventually. Thing is, Pete Carroll's same age as Belichick, and they're the same age as Saban. Saban said he quit because he's old. Yeah. those guys are old too. He said I'm old. Yeah, pretty much. Right. <laughs> what's the difference? I mean, like for Saban, who didn't stop having success either. But, like but this is, Belichick and, and Carroll stopped having success. But, but that's—I mean,
2: this is a new day, man. I mean, I'm sure they got some blue pill that can give them the energy. And I'm sure they got some kind of pill, some kind of medication that they're taking.
0: So, <clears throat> so we gotta we gotta like gas station Rhino pill our coach up Probably. to get through the season. Maybe I don't know. All right, now, if that's what they do, sign me up. That's actually very funny. <laughs> but I mean, Bill's in shape. He does. Instead of free like, tires, you're getting free hey, pills on Monday. Hey, Bill does. <laughs> they scored in all three quarters. Hey, they scored all three and quarters. And you're going to score at home. Uh, three gas station pills. <laughs> you get three gas. They don't take three don't
2: gas Don't take three gas station pills. Not okay, at once. All right, because right, your ass will be you in the end ER. end up like Lamar Odom. Yep, you'll be in the damn ER.
0: have a heart attack yep. and a brothel. All right, we'll come back. Patty Mills is going to join us. We'll talk some Atlanta Hawks basketball with Patty Mills. He's also Australian, and I'm just curious about Australian stuff. So I'm going to ask him about Australia. Don't go anywhere. Sports Radio 92. Maybe he likes Bluey like I do. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. We get
3: it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Andy and Randy. What a fantastic intro on Sports Radio
0: 92.9 The Game. Come on, Abe. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. We're either off to a great start or yeah, a terrible start I, with Patty Mills by playing that as uh, the comeback I, music. I, I don't oh know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, welcome back. Sports Radio 92.9 <laughs> The Game, the midday show with Andy and Randy. Uh, this hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Hawks. Pacers tonight. Yes. Right here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Patty Mills from the Atlanta Hawks joins us right now. Patty, how are
4: you? Hey, what up, Patty? Good morning, guys. That was a great start. I love it. Well good. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. I, all you, right. You never know. <laughs> like, all right.
0: Yeah, he is Australian, so let's pick the one Australian song everybody knows. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get to uh, we'll get to some some questions about Australia and Team Australia and the uh, the Olympics in just a little bit. I just want to know like what it's like for you at this point in your career with a relatively young team to just kind of be the the vet with this group.
4: Yeah, it's it's been quite interesting, mate. It's it's definitely a a challenge, um, you know, coming into a place where, you know, a relatively newer coach to this organization, um, trying to create a a really strong foundation. um, And and Quinn's been doing an unbelievable job of of setting that foundation and, and expectations of, you know what the hawks culture um is is to be like not only for now but but for the long run as well so um i think the 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 guy who's steering the ship is is doing a great job of steering the ship in the right direction um it's just about connecting all the Pieces of the puzzle uh, together. So for me, it, it's almost just trying to complement that, um, you know, share some of my experiences over my, my times. And, um, you know, when I get the chance to be able to demonstrate that uh, on court as, as well. But I think the winning plays, the winning, play, the winning um, style, the winning moments are the things that, you know, we're just trying to get a, across so we can, you know, tally up those wins in, in, in that column.
2: Uh you know, Patty, you've played against uh Trey and everything. So obviously you've seen up and close how good he is and everything like that. But what has it been like being a teammate of Trey and how he works in practice to be uh the player that he is?
4: Yeah, and an unbelievable talent. Um and and to see it up close and, and personal and, and be in the locker room. Um it's it's quite amazing to, to watch it on a on a nightly basis, the things that he does uh, on the court is is unteachable uncoachable um <clears throat> and he's able to read the game in, in ways that many players can't so um at his size and, and what he's able to do um you know and and and, and bring the, the team together from that standpoint and get people involved as as Quinn said last game against Philly is, is quite impressive so mm-hmm. it's it's um you know heading in 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 a direction we we got a um you know trust this process or we have to go through this process, I think, to be able to learn about our identity as, as a team this season and, and what makes us good, how do we strengthen our weaknesses and, and play together um, and play winning basketball. So I think, you know, we're, we're getting better as a group. It's just not showing up as, as much in the winning column right now. But I think, you know, we're, we're definitely heading in that direction of, of you know, what we want to be as an identity of, of basketball for the Hawks.
0: Atlanta Hawks guard Patty Mills joining us here on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy. Uh, big part of the win the other night was the play of Jalen Johnson late. Really uh, fun to see him emerging this season. What type of player do you think he can grow into?
4: Yeah, it's been an unbelievable leap, um, you know, for me to to see him the last you know couple of years, but then to be his teammate now, and and again someone to to see how much time and, and work um, that he puts into to his game and his develop development, not only on the court but in the weight room, you know, in 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 the treatment room, everything that he can 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 do, you know, that that he can control to to be at his best on court is quite impressive, and I think it just goes to show, but his athletic ability to do some of the things that, that he does is, is quite amazing. We really missed him during that time when he was out with his hand. Um, it's great to have him back, but really a really impressive athlete, um, you know, that has come, you know, strides and downs. Um, so I think his next development now is just being able to, you know, make those decisions with the ball when he's coming down in transitions and he's already shown glimpses of, of playmaking abilities. Um, if he can add that to his game um, in the near future, he's going to be a hell of a player.
2: Patty, tell us about your journey because obviously you've been—you we know you—you're you're the veteran's team, played for a couple teams in the NBA. Still remember how you uh, uh, lit a lit damn heat up in the in the <laughs> in that championship series mm-hmm. and everything like that. But tell us about, like, how has it been going? Like you said, from Australia to to the G League to San Antonio, Brooklyn, Portland, out here to Atlanta. Your journey, uh, how was that journey going for you?
4: Yeah, well, I came across from australia obviously being born and raised in australia came across to st mary's college um and then got drafted into the nba in 2009 the portland trailblazers um i was with the san antonio spurs for 10 years um obviously having a chance to win a, an nba championship um against the miami heater mm-hmm. as you mentioned but i think a lot of my growth as a as a player and as an adult um you know, as a person, um, happened in San Antonio and everything that I but I learned um with teammates that I had around me, uh Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker obviously being coached by by Pop. Um, you know, that was re- really where I grew up as a as a player and as a person. So I've got a lot to thank for that organization and, and you know, really put me on, on track to be the person that, that you know, I've become, um, you know, and, and not only in the NBA, but, but most definitely with, with my Australian national team and, and being able to put all that stuff into a, a system and to a program like like the Australian national team to compete at that international level in, in the World Cup and, and Olympics.
0: Patty Mills joining us here on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy. I've always wondered this, Patty, uh, going back to your days at St. Mary's and then guys after you, how do so many Australian national players end up at that school?
4: Yeah, it's quite interesting, the pipeline that that has come across. Um, I was one of the the first, and there was maybe uh, three of us that had gone to to St. Mary's. I was there with another three Australians at the same time. I guess there was just that comfort level of knowing, you know, that – there's a pipeline there for Australian. there's a little bit of a, a culture shock and getting situated, sure. getting fit in, um, and, and having that transition. So, um, you know, going back, you got, uh, Matthew devil of Dover who went there, Jock Landau who, who mm-hmm. went there as well, or, you know, NBA guys now. So, um, it's, it's a great program. Randy Benner has been there for what feels like 50 years. I <laughs> mean, um, he's done a, a great job. Um, but I think, you know, living wise too, it's probably, you know, somewhat similar to, um, to Australia from, from that sense. Um, but yeah, really, really pumped on that program and, and glad that I went there. I don't think if uh, I didn't go to St. Mary's, maybe I went to another school, my, um, my journey might have looked a bit different. Do you,
2: now obviously you, you play for the national team in Australia and everything. How often, how, like in the off season, is that where you reside mostly in the off or do you have a home in Texas? Because I was always curious about as far as the international players, how long do they stay in the States after the season?
4: Yeah, it's quite interesting, mate. But, um, no, um, we reside, me and my wife, we, and, and we have a dog. We reside in Hawaii, Oh, is, uh, okay. halfway between yeah, yeah, uh, Atlanta yeah. and, and Australia, so, uh, A lot of cultural reasons, me growing up um, in in Australia is very similar to Hawaii, so that's been our home for the last uh, seven, going on eight years now, um, that we really enjoy. So to, to answer your question, um, the only times we make it back home is, is when it's got to do with the, the national team, mm-hmm. really. So whenever we play for the Boomers, Olympics, World Cup, we head back there, start training camp, or maybe a few friendly exhibition games and, and get ready for the tournament. So um, I do miss it a lot. I've been over here for um, for, for long enough, I think. It's, it's running up on 20 years that I've been over here. Right. So um, I, I do miss Australia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, speaking of the Olympic team... Uh fifth Olympic Games coming up for you. Uh, you mentioned a number of guys, obviously a lot of Australian talent. How good do you think that you guys can be in this upcoming Olympics?
4: Yeah, mate, really excited about this. Um, it, it, it's a great opportunity for us. Um, you look around the NBA now and you see how many guys that, that, that are Australian um, that play on our national team. Uh, Josh Giddy, Jock Landale, uh, Dante Exum yeah. having an unbelievable season. in yeah, Dallas. Yeah, what a Josh comeback, Green huh? As well. Yeah, yeah, and and you know the confidence that you get from from you know those guys and and, and the way that they play, um, you know, is 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 what makes us kind of want to come back then and, and represent our country the right way. So we're all very passionate and proud to to represent the green and gold when we do play. Um, and, and I think when you go to an international level, you, your goal has to be, you know, you, you want to be the last team standing. I think the gold medal is, is always that, you know, holy grail of, of what you're trying to t- achieve. I think whenever you play the U.S., that, that's what you want. You want to play the U.S. in a final or in a medal match. Um, but I think, you know, coming off our last Olympics, winning a, a bronze medal um, in Tokyo, we, we definitely want to do... Um, one better than, than that. So, um, you know, you've got to reach for the stars and you've got to want to play the best and beat the best to be able to, you know, be the best. So, um, you know, that that's our goal for sure. What kind of dog do
0: you have? And what's the dog's name?
4: Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was a good change-up. A vibe change from the, the gold medal, but um, <laughs> gold... Uh, we we have a golden doodle. So there you go. His name's Harvey. H-A-R-V-E-Y. Um, Harvey. Sometimes my accent gives uh, um, people off a little bit, but uh, Harvey's a golden doodle. Yeah. All right.
0: I just heard you mention you had one. I'm a big dog lover, so I wanted to find out. Hey, Patty, we appreciate Appreciate it. Appreciate you,
2: brother. Good luck, man.
0: No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Patty Mills, there, Atlanta Hawks
2: guard. I found my new damn accent. I want.
0: I know. I want. I, mean, I want on. to be Australian. Come on.
2: I want to be Australian.
0: Yeah. Now that's uh, yeah. That's strong. Right? I want to be Australian. Never talked to Patty Mills before. Honestly, don't know that I've ever heard him interviewed. No. Because like you knew he's been here for a long time. Yes. Everybody knows about his time in San Antonio. All that. I didn't know how Australian he was. Yes, he's very Austra- exactly Australian. Exactly how Australian I hope he, he
2: called be. us mate. We
0: both got called mate.
2: I uh, I want. Yeah. He you, said no
0: worries at the end.
2: Yes, I love. Oh. And he lives in damn Hawaii. Yeah, good no, no, that, damn. no, that guy's got it figured out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is halfway, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Really nice career, too.
0: Really nice a person. Really solid good basketball. Man, man. Career. Yeah, he, he
2: told it, he oh. right, a heat ass.
0: All right. Couple Woo. things to mention. The Hawks game tonight, of course, will be right here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. It'll also be on Peachtree TV. If you're trying to watch it on TV, uh, that's where you're going to find it tonight, Peachtree TV. Same broadcast crew and all that kind of stuff, but it's going to be on Peachtree TV tonight if you're looking to watch it uh, on television. And if you want to hang out and watch a game next Friday, come hang out with me, 92.9 The Game, Nicolo Boltra and the Atlanta Hawks for the watch party against those Miami Heat. It's happening next Friday, January 19th, 7.30 p.m. at Crown Sports Bar in Peachtree Corners. Come meet the Hawks dancers, the flight crew. You could also win Hawks tickets. $150 to the Hawk shop. Sponsored by Michelob Ultra. It must be 21+. plus. Please drink responsibly. Those events are always super fun. We always give out tickets to listeners. So if you can come by and hang out next Friday, we'd love to see you. All right, we'll come back. We'll get to an NFL no huddle to kick off the noon hour. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.